Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner. I've discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hey everyone, Katherine Avery of ProductivityByDesign.com and the Uncluttered Office Podcast. I'm here today with Ingrid Pruer. She's the founder of Ingrid Baby Sleep Whisperer. She is a bilingual pediatric and adult sleep and nutrition consultant. She's also the creator of the Goodnight Buddy Child Sleep Clock. Hey, Ingrid, I'm so psyched you're here. Oh, me too. Thanks so much for having me. This is wonderful. <laughs> well, I think that right now people are struggling with sleep. We're in the middle of a crisis and... When we go in a crisis, we have a lot of trouble with sleeping. So I'd love to start with how did you end up on, in the sleep industry? Where did your journey begin and how did you get where you are today? Oh my gosh. So it's a very interesting journey because it all started from being on bed rest for four and a half months with my second child. <laughs> and that's really how it started because I used to work in the finance world like you, you know, at one point. And I kind of knew that I wanted to leave that world and a friend of mine had already been working in this field, in this industry for probably like 15 or 16 years. And she got to a point she needed help. And so I'm sitting in my bed, not being able to go anywhere. And so why not start something new? So she started teaching me and, you know, mentoring me. And then the rest is history, literally. Like um, I had my second child and after six months of him being born, I started actively working with Deb. Uh, She owns a family sleep institute. And that's it. Like it's now been, oh my goodness, it's been, so Maximo is uh, nine. So it's been eight and a half years. That's unbelievable. That's fantastic. Time flies when you're having fun. (laughs) So I guess we'll start with babies. What are some things people, parents can do right now or caregivers, I should say, of babies to help them? Are the babies being, first of all, are the babies even being affected by what's going on? You know, parents, I would think, are much more stressed right now. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And that's, in order to help our children, we need to help ourselves first. So it's putting the mask on ourselves, no pun intended, given the time of, of uh, what we're going all through. But the more we can try to find good in what we're experiencing. And I'm not saying that everyone's experiencing great things. I mean, there are people that are uh, unfortunately having heartbreaks, but Mm. for those that are not, if we can try to find some good in what we're experiencing, it has a trickle effect, you know, around us. And so it's really, really important as, as you can hear my little fur baby (laughs) needs some love as well. So he, he needs tending. And pets are affected as well, by the way. 
Absolutely. So he'll, he'll make his little appearance for two seconds. <laughs> All good. My, yeah. my cat's in this new habit of coming to the door and meowing until I let her in. Even though the door is open, I'm like, well, just come in. You're a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, just come in. It's all good. This is exactly what he did. And um, so I always tell families, because I have spoken quite a few families, that the best thing that we can do is try to see how we can calm ourselves. Calming ourselves is our child's visual of mm -hmm. how to deal with the situation. The more structure we have in our home without kind of being very dominant about the day, but just kind of keeping them on schedule a bit. And mm -hmm. then you know, with a lot of the homeschooling that's going on for some of us that have kids in elementary school, middle school, and high school, they, they're having a bit of a routine. We are so fortunate that home, you know, home distance learning started so fast for us because a lot of other communities didn't, don't have that. So if we can wake our children up around the same time every day, that means we should be waking up every single day. I don't mean you have to kind of do your hair every day and make up in the whole nine yards. But if you have a bit of a routine to kind of stay on schedule, including night sleep, like what time you're going down for bed, it's going to help the child, right? So much more, but it also helps us to minimize the anxiety that we're experiencing. And, you know, sometimes it's, this is a time of reflection, right? So the more we can reflect on what this experience is bringing to us, try to reflect in a positive way, it's like, right. what can I learn from this? What can I get done around the house that maybe that I've been wanting to get done? What, you know, how do I focus on my health so that it becomes a ripple effect for my child? So healthy habits start with the foundation of sleep in my eyes. So if you're not getting a good quality sleep, if you're not sleeping, if you're allowing the kids to stay up really late, it adds on to their behavior, how they're going to show you that they're not getting enough sleep. And guess what? everyone's going to be cranky in the family. That's not fun at all. So Absolutely. So it's funny. We're now on spring break. We were, the way our school works, it's phenomenal. They've always had a Google Classroom program. We're in high school. So yeah. we've always had a Google Classroom program where as soon as you're done with your last free snow day, which we get two of them, then we go straight to something called Google Classroom. Well, we had never dealt with it because we'd never had more than two snow days. So I had right. no idea what to expect. And it was amazing how seamless and smooth the transition was. I give hats off to the school, which is Notre Dame High School. So impressive. They then um, added in on Wednesdays and Fridays this Google Meet. So we sat down and had a family meeting and said, all right, one, where do you want your school space to be? Right. And then two... How are you going to manage your time? Because she's, she's almost 15. So mm -hmm. she really does need to be having input into how she manages her time. Right. So it's, it's a funny great skill for her to learn. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's funny because right before all this happened, I had said, you know what? I'm done being your alarm clock. You're too grumpy in the morning. I don't want it. So <laughs> she had given her one of those light alarm clocks that wakes you yeah. up with light. It did not work for her. She could sleep through any amount of light. And she has a lot of light in her room anyway. Yeah. Um, I love the light alarm clock. It works great for me. So I actually took her light alarm clock and she uses a sound alarm clock. Alarm right. clock. And what happened, and I know, you know you've invented alarm clock, and this is why I'm bringing it up, is she got into that schedule and into that habit before this all kind of excuse the expression hit the fan. So right. it was up to her to get up every day. So it's been great. Now she's on break 
and I'm finding that she's staying up a little later and I am letting her stay up a little later. By a little, I mean half hour or an hour. Uh-huh. That's it. Because okay. I don't want after break for her to be Hit a hard. mess and have to start all over again. So I'd love for you to speak to that too. How do we yes. as parents deal with our teens and how they sleep, especially on spring break? I know. It's, it's like you want them to have fun. They're already limited in what they can do. Yes. So it's a tough just, you know, call as to what exactly, what is the right thing? But we, we do know, science tells us, that when we wake up more than half an hour or than our typical wake-up time, or we go to bed more than half an hour of our bedtime, it throws us off biologically. Wow. Yeah. So it's kind of like maybe she can do that up until Friday. Right. Right? And then Saturday, Sunday, back on track. Why? Because it's right. going to take her body a couple of days to readjust. I mean, naturally, as a teenager, she has a very different biological clock oh, yeah. than a child younger in their, you know, who ha- are not even teens as of yet. She, re- she naturally will not be ready for sleep until about 10, 30, 11. Right. So naturally, she'll want to wake up later in the morning. But school probably is already starting at that point because they still haven't changed the rules, unfortunately, for children, you know, kids that are older who are in a completely biolo- you know, different biological rhythm. So if you feel like she wasn't getting enough sleep before, I would let her get into a natural rhythm this week. Right. But do cut technology off a good hour to an hour and a half so that even if she's awake later, she's not on technology. Now, right. if, if it's something where you really can't keep her away from technology, and I know that happens and it's not a, there's no, you know, there's no judgment in that because it's, it's not easy to raise a teenager. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you can only fight certain amount of battles. What I highly recommend um, is to go on Amazon and I don't, I don't wear regular glasses, but these are my blue light blocking glasses. Ooh. So what happens is that you go from, especially children, they go from an environment of not having to use that much technology during the day to now that's all, the, that's all that's the way that they're communicating, but they also have their cell phones and they also have their iPads and they also, you know, now they have their computer. And so what we do know is that like when you have too much exposure to blue light, it actually decreases the amount of melatonin that you're producing. Now, at our age, that will impact us more. But for children, it can do something equivalent if they're overusing it. So that means the exposure that they're getting to technology is significantly more, depending on the type of child that you have. So depending on their personality, if it's a child that does get hyper very easily, Blue blocking uh, light, blue light, blue light blocking glasses. <laughs> Say that a few times. <laughs> exactly right. Right. I never um, knew about these, and I'm so psyched you said this. Now, for her, it'll probably be a little more complicated because she actually wears glasses. They have ones that you can attach to your regular glasses. Yeah, Great. because my oldest, he wears. So usually, he wears now contacts, right? Oh. But he's got glasses as well, and so he's been home, so he's been wanting to wear his glasses all the time. And I said, I lovingly said, sometimes you're going to actually have to wear your contacts because then your eye is going to get used to not wearing them again. And then Mm -hmm. you have to restart the process. 
both. We have like the ones where, and I got it for everyone in the household, including my husband, right? So because it's really important for everybody in the family. In order for the kids to learn, we also have to show them. So I'm going to make sure we put a link in the show notes to where we can purchase those blue light glasses because now I want a pair. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. And they're super affordable. Absolutely. Like you can get two or three pairs for like 20 bucks. Oh, that's So I got, there was ones that I got for like $6 and they had great ratings. Honestly, at the end of the day, as long as you're practicing healthy sleep habits, you don't need the $60 ones (laughs) out there. You don't. So yeah, I just think it'll be great because I'm finding I'm spending so much more time on the computer during the day because now I'm doing all these Zooms. So I might not wear them to do a Zoom meeting, but what I could do is when I'm working on a document, setting up something for a program, I could pop on those blue light glasses and they would really help me. Yeah. I have one hard and fast rule. I do not take a um, computer or phone or anything into the bedroom. Yeah. So if I'm reading Good. at night, I'm reading a paperback book. <laughs> Good. It's a legit book. Which so is that great. Really helps. It's great to be that, you know, for that to incorporate that as part of your bedtime routine. Absolutely. So here we are. We're in this crisis. And one of the things I've been thinking about and wanted to ask you about was, do we need more sleep? Do we need less sleep? What is, how does this affect our bodies? Right. So one is to actually not think about this as being a crisis. We <laughs> are trying to use a different word because I keep hearing pandemic and everything Pandemic. Else. I, I mean, know. I'm and looking at it as it's an opportunity absolutely. to do totally different it's, things. And it, it is an opportunity. And the more people see it that way, or hear it that way, right. the more that they may actually be able to take it in much better and lessen the amount of anxiety as to what the situation is. It's not perfect. I'm homeschooling and working, and so are you, you know. It's not perfect, but are we, you know, we have it pretty good in comparison to a lot of other people that I see this, you know, and people watching this, and I hope this gets spread in so many, to so many other people that need it, you need to hear that even in the hardest moments, the thing that can ground you and can help improve your sleep is to really think about what you're grateful for. Oh, yes. Right. And this gratitude doesn't just apply to adults. Um, I have, I have great, and I can give you the link to this the gratitude journal for kids so that you can all get into the habit of really diving into what you are grateful for via reminder. Thank goodness for the food. Thank goodness for the house. Thank goodness. We have shoes. Thank goodness. We have socks. Thank goodness, you know, for the lamp and for my tea holder and little things that we can actually be grateful for as opposed to like, you know, like, Oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. So Getting to sleep at any age, even when, you're, when, when there are babies around, because babies pick up on our, the adult energy, mm-hmm. right? It's very it's something that can happen so quickly. So they may not know what the circumstances are, but they, they can just feel it. Right. So what happens is that then naturally children gravitate to want to be like on the parent when they're younger, much younger. So I definitely recommend that if anyone is noticing that their child is coming to them in the middle of the night more often now, one way to work on that is to really look at what is the parent putting out in their environment on a daily basis during the day. 
Are they constantly stressed out? Are they talking negatively? Right. right? Because the more you try to bring peace and calmness into your house, the better the kids will take to it. If really, like if I, Jason and I were completely stressed out all the time, we're just like, we can't live like that. Right. We can't. Like you have to try to make it work somehow. It's like, how do we, how do we pull through this? Absolutely. I'm a solutions person. I, that's my, that's my strength finder. <laughs> Absolutely. I hear you. And you know, it's funny. I, I can remember, and it's been years where I don't watch t- watch news. I don't watch the news on TV. It's right. too much for me to take in and then yeah. I'm stressed and then everybody's stressed. Right. So that's just my tool for me is to not watch TV news. Now, that doesn't mean I don't pay attention to the news or I have my head in the sand. It's that I give myself, especially at this time, 30 to 45 minutes a day to read about it, read what's going on, and then I close it, and that's it for the day. I get the highlights. I get the notifications. I'm like, that's what I really need to know. And anything local, we have wonderful representation in our town. So we get this, right? Like, it couldn't be better. We get what we need to know. Right. So they don't all know that we live in the same town. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) We actually live up the block from each other. (laughs) And I have to agree, the town has been spectacular at keeping us aware of what's happening. so lucky. And then there are these pop-up groups that talk about grateful. Did you see the curbside pickup? takeout thing. Oh my gosh. And the gal who runs that, God bless her. I'm just flaking her name right now, but it's such an amazing thing. No, it's not Patty. Although Patty has now opened the farm early. I don't know. I know. I actually want to, I I, I need to place an order. (laughs) Yeah. So she's, she's opened the farm early. So there are all these people in the community who have stepped up to fill the gap. And when you have that community, yeah, you can sleep better at night. You absolutely can. You have what you need. Yeah. I I mean, a perfect example of kind of like how to be grateful for what you have and see what others may not have. Our neighbor, she's a local mom. She's a nurse. She's a night nurse. Oh, God bless her. Three little ones at home. One of them is under a year old and her husband's staying home right now because he's an hourly worker. So he's staying home with the kids, but she's like three to four nights a week. She's working at night as a nurse in an ER. Like, and so I got together with, um, via, via message, via text message, not physically got together. <laughs> and I'm like, what can we do f- to help her? Right. I'm like, you know, does anyone want to bake goods? Does anyone want to make dinner? Does anybody want to make a card just to thank her and, and maybe help her family as much as she's, I'm going to get emotional as much as she's helping others. Right. Especially oh, no right question. now. So that's another way to be in gratitude. How, you know, look at what's happening in your home. Cause I do believe that you have to take care of yours first, right. In order right. to be able to help others. But then it's like, how do you teach your kids also not to always think about like, once they think about themselves and they keep themselves healthy, like what can they do for others that may need it? Right. So, so we did, we did, um, a girlfriend of mine is a psychotherapist and she actually was a guest on the show and she is going to be helping a group of people in a hospital, uh, nurses and doctors, Amazing! how they get through psychologically. And she happened to mention in Facebook just randomly how she wished she had some hand sanitizer. Oh. And I had an extra bottle. 
Now I don't have tons of extra bottles, but I right. get one extra bottle, extra bottle. and yeah. I have my bottle and that's really it. Yes. And yes. So right away I private messaged her and I said, Hey, listen, I've got a bottle. I'm going to tape it up and wrap it up. I'm going to send it to you. And, and she was so grateful, but it, it made me feel amazing to yeah. be able to help her because she's really the person who's now going into the front line. Absolutely. Doctors and nurses deal with this time. And, and I can't personally help doctors and nurses with that, but I can help her help them. Right. And I think if our kids can see us doing these things and then be encouraged to do similar, mm-hmm. that's great. It's like my mother sent this most beautiful Easter basket of goodies to our daughter. It's so cute because it came in a big box with pears. And so when she opened it, it just we just thought it was going to be pears and there weren't going to yeah. be some things like Easter bunnies and chocolate <laughs> things. So cute. And I said, you know, you need to hop on the phone and say thank you and have a conversation. And yeah. I don't care if you're a teen and you're hanging right. out playing Minecraft right now because the joy I heard in my mother's voice oh, was unbelievable. Yeah. It was like, yeah. you can't put money on that. No, no, no. And it's, and it's, and it's, and it's a interesting time. And, you know, for anyone that you love that is around the age group where they can get affected very easily and know that you can't be there. And, but doing things like what you did kind of getting on your daughter, like, no, you got to call grandma. It's like, I don't care what you're doing. And of all the other things that I'm okay with, like, this is like a non-negotiable. This is the line. <laughs> this is the line. And it's healthy boundaries. It really is. And, and that's a big part of like helping people sleep better at all ages. Absolutely. It's about establishing healthy boundaries for sure. So, I mean, and I'm sure you're a little, you know, Carolyn, like she's, she had a great experience. She really did. She could see that she put a smile on her grandmother's face. So right. she may not fully awesome. process it now, but she will remember it. She will remember. Absolutely. That she did that and then pass it on. So. So let's talk about what happens. I'm going to shift a little here. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. When we don't have a good night's sleep. I, I came to you and you showed me yoga nidra. And please tell me if I said that correctly. You did. Okay. <laughs> and it was, it was like not really a nap, but it felt like I had slept for hours and was clear and bright. And I don't even remember how long it was. Was it 20 minutes, 40 minutes? I might've done a 40 minute one. Okay. So yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to have you explain that a little bit so that people know that they could use this as a tool and, and I'm going to say, do it from home. Yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. It's sort of similar to meditation. Absolutely. So yoga nidra. So it's yogic sleep. And it's a meditation that takes you through three of the five sleep stages in an awake state. So anecdotally, it's said um, that if you have two 20-minute sessions or one 40-minute session, it equates to three hours of rest. And I love, love yoga nidra because it's something that you can do from your home. You do not, I mean, you can go to a studio like Eveline Sarah in our town, uh, owner of Yoga for Everybody, is phenomenal. I mean, she gives you an experience with gong and at the end, it's like incredible. That being said, you don't have to do that. You don't have to go that route to actually go to a studio to enjoy a yoga nidra. You can go as simply download from your phone. You go to you know iTunes and download Yoga Nidras, mm-hmm. and but before you purchase, I always say make sure you listen to the voice and see mm. that you're comfortable with them before you purchase it. Right? right, so you can with 
with iTunes, you can actually, you can, you can, um, and you probably could do it with other phones as well, but with iTunes specific, you can test a sample. And if the voice doesn't resonate with you, don't go with it. Don't force it because you oh, need to hear a voice, whether it's a man or a woman that's going to resonate with you because the idea is to, you end up going into a meditative state. You do, but it's a very different style. And, and it's one of those where you're either in a laying down position or you're seated down. You don't do yoga movements at all. It's actually all about staying still. So, you know, in which position are you going to maximize staying still? For me, laying down. Sitting down, it just doesn't, it does not work for me. Me either. <laughs> so I always do it sitting, uh, laying down, and I either do it on my amethyst crystal biomat or I do it in bed. Right. So, um, and then maybe I, you know, whatever. I don't do it upstairs. I do it downstairs on my couch if I can. So the beautiful thing about yoga nidra is that it's not only just for adults. You can actually also find it for kids. Wow. Which is phenomenal. Um, it's, it's a little different experience. It's a much shorter time period, five <laughs> minutes to 10 minutes to the most. But it's teaching. We're, we're, it's like dropping seed, you know, seedlings. Right. So you can't force your kids to do it, but you can expose them and then have them make their mind up if it's something that works for them, but it could be something, a, a tool that they'll eventually get into later on. So don't lose hope. Right. If you're and it's child. funny you say that because uh -huh. she used to go to a school last year and the years before where yeah. they did mindfulness meditation and she'd yeah. come home and, oh, I hate that. I wonder what I have to do that. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, someday you will look back and be like, oh yeah, I remember how to do that. And you'll want to do a mindfulness meditation. And I even see her sometimes using some of these tools in very, right. very small ways. Maybe not a 10 minute meditation, but a minute or two. Um, right, and that's things? great. That's great that she's, because then that minute or two can later expand, but she's going to it. Like it's right. intriguing enough for her to even think about it. And you can literally use yoga nidra at any age. There are kids, kids appropriate one, I would say she could probably handle, they, they have ones for teenagers as well. Oh, nice. So I would absolutely look around. Um, iTunes, I feel like it's, it's the best, you know, it's the easiest way to do it. Now, just remember, you download it, then you put your phone on airplane mode, right? Because you don't want to be interrupted by notifications or phone calls or anything because they will throw you out of the experience. And it's like taking a nap and waking up from the nap and being groggy. It's not fun. <laughs> No, that's awful. Yeah. And, and if you fall asleep during Nidra, which is very common for a lot of people because most people are not getting the enough quality of sleep at night, it's okay. The more you implement Nidras into your life, the less you're actually going to fall asleep. What is happening is that your body is letting you know that you're not actually getting enough quality rest at night. You can implement the Nidras when you first wake up or when you first go to, you know, right as you're going to sleep. Or if you need one to actually gain more energy, you can do it in the middle of the day. Right. So instead of that two o'clock in the, in the afternoon coffee, you can, you can, you know, use this. You can incorporate essential oils into the experience as well. Um, so there's just so many things that, that are so wonderful about nidras that I highly recommend people look into them because they're so easy. You don't need someone else to do it, you know, to be there guiding you in person. You can do this from just from the comfort of your own home, especially now. Yeah, that'd be great. Amethyst crystal biomat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I've heard a lot about biobats and I know nothing about them. So would you um, talk about that for a moment? Sure. I mean, um, I bought this biomat probably like uh, three years ago and it's on my massage table in our bedroom. And so just, it's an entire mat full of amethyst crystals. Wow. That's all it is. And it's got like this cover on top of it, but, and then it's heated. So you can apply heat Mm. And it's supposed to bring inflammation down. And it's very interesting to see how my kids gravitate to it, how the dog gravitates to it, especially my youngest guy who, when he's experiencing respiratory issues, um, which is common in the family, he wants to lay down on the mat. And mm. he gets the best night of sleep when he's, when he's dealing with respiratory issues. So I know that it works really well. I've used it to meditate on. I've used it because allergy season is kicking in. And for whatever reason, for some people who typically don't get it, like me, I don't typically get allergies every single year. Wow. It's starting to kick in this year. You know, I, I laid on the mat last night. So, and, and it helps. It really helps to bring down inflammation. It penetrates through the different layers of your body. Nice. Yeah, you can even you can even lose weight on it if you you know if you raise the heat enough because it makes you sweat. Right. <laughs> so like a, a far infrared sauna to a certain extent. <laughs> oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. no, I'm not a big fan of sweating. So yeah, no, I don't <laughs> I, do sweat. I'll turn the heat up. I'm okay with doing my power walks and Walk. eating healthy. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> and just really fast, let's talk about that inter connection without going way far into detail because I know you and I could easily we could talk for have hours. an hour conversation easily. But there's definitely an interconnection between how we eat, how we exercise, how we think, our stress levels, and then right. how we sleep. Right. And it, it, everything, like the same foundational pieces that apply for helping children get to sleep, it also applies to adults. So pretty much everything that I recommend, you can apply it to both. Right. Right. To both age groups or the age group, <laughs> you know, we want to make sure that what we are ingesting is actually feeding our body, especially now we want to choose foods that are going to boost our immune system as opposed to compromise them, right? So you do want to minimize the amount of sugar that you're taking in. You can still have baked goods, but remember to use less sugar or half the sugar or just a quarter of the sugar that is recommended because sugar does not help foster good, good support system. So we want to look at that. We also don't want to eat heavy meals at night, right? Because that will compromise the night sleep. The same applies for kids. It's very interesting to see, you know, how some kids will be, have restless sleep in the middle of the night. It's like, well, the first thing I ask is, well, what do they eat? Right. And if it's, and let's say it's a baby and they happen to be nursing. I'm like, mom, what did you eat? Cause it takes 24 to 48 hours from the time that you eat something for it to make it through your breast milk. So right. You know, if, if it's something where all of a sudden you're having all these night wake-ups and you're just kind of, your digestive system is not working well, it absolutely has to do with everything that you're choosing to eat during the day. Right. Cruciferous foods, like too much of, you know, the, um, the broccolis and the, how am, I, how am I drawing a blank right now? Cruciferous foods. <laughs> Uh, Brussels sprouts. Thank you. Cabbage. Cabbage. Yes. Those are the ones that I wanted to say. So cabbage, Brussels sprouts, um, Think of broccoli, right? Cauliflower. So right. if you have too much of those, sometimes that can impact our digestive system 
too much and that will create, you know, restless sleep as well as legumes. Are you having too many beans, even lentils? Like even if you're, you know, soaking them makes a huge difference. Right. Um, Soaking them, soaking grains as well will help alleviate some of the digestive inflammation that can be caused. So these are things that will absolutely impact our sleep no matter the age. So everything from how we're thinking during the day right. to the organization that we're incorporating into our life. If our, we feel like our life is chaotic, well, guess what? It's just a ripple effect with everything else that we try to put our hands on, right? right? Everything that we do, our children are watching us. So we're their visual. So we can cause them secondary anxiety effects. Mm right? Creating rituals of how to power down in the evening. Very important. Not eating dinner too late. Right. Making sure you don't take too much liquid in, you know, right before you go to sleep. Try to have half your weight in ounces of water, mostly during the daytime. Right. And not wait to try to pack it in in the evening where you're like, oh my God, in that case, just wait until the next day. (laughs) Better off, right? Right. Because then you're going to wake up in the middle of the night having to run to the, the bathroom. It will impact your sleep. I actually, uh, when I was designing homes, I would make sure that there was a dimmer light in the bathroom so that people wouldn't have to to have it high. Now they have all these great electrical outlets where there's actually a nightlight built into them. And so now that's just what I put in like every room. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's so great to do in a bathroom because if you can just navigate by the light of that, then you're not fully waking yourself up. Right. Now usually we go back to light and clock. I know. Well, (laughs) you just reminded me of an amazing tip. So you know how I said writing like a gratitude journal or another thing, you know, brain dumping, which is if you have too many things on your mind right before you go to sleep, you're better off jotting it down. But let's say you pass out and then you wake up in the, you're that person that wakes up in the middle of the night having all these thoughts. Right. On Amazon, you can get a pen with the right color of light that's conducive to sleep which is red, orange, white, right? You want to stay away from the blues, the greens, and the purples because those are not conducive to sleep. And you can use that pen because mm-hmm. it's actually the, t- the, the pen where, um, the part of the pen where the, um, I can't even, like the pen the part nib. comes out. The nib. <laughs> the nib comes out, right? So there's light there so you can actually write your thoughts down without having to turn on all the lights. But nice. you can at least get it out of your head on, on paper. So I keep a little tiny notepad in the bathroom and a, and a yeah. pen. And if I come up with something in the night, I go in with the dimmed light. Or just, now you won't have to get up from your bed. Well, I we'll see. I we'll don't see. have to get up anyway because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. In the bathroom. But <laughs> then I write it down on this note, and then it's just done, and I can go back to sleep. Yes, it'll this be there for to tomorrow. Very rarely, I'm a champion sleeper. Sleeper, yeah, but, good. You know, but I do the things you say. I, I eat right. I exercise. We keep yeah. routine. You know, I don't watch TV super late at night. I have that. Don't time. watch the news. Don't watch the news and at I night. Don't watch the news. <laughs> A big no-no. So this was great. Thank you so much for coming on to the show and explaining to everybody uh, how sleep really affects us and how we can have structure in our lives. Any last thing you'd like to tell people? I know. How can people find you? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I mean, this is, 
I'm so honored to be here. And the more people I can help gain better sleep, the better. So people can find me under ingridbabysleepwhisper.com. Feel free to reach out. My email address is sleephelp at babysleepwhisper, but I don't just work with children. I work with adults as well. And I'm happy to send you a sleep blend. Just let me know that you heard about the podcast through here. And I will be, I will absolutely put out a sleep blend for you to try just to help you gain more sleep. If you have a little one that's not sleeping well, I highly recommend my good night buddy for better sleep. The ratings are coming in, the reviews are coming in, everyone's loving it and experiencing amazing sleep because we're giving the child a visual of when it's time to wake up and when it's time to go to sleep. So thank you so much. I'm also on Instagram under Ingrid Baby Sleep Whisper and YouTube and LinkedIn. And so hit me up. I'd, I'd love to help whoever I can. That's super. Thank you so much, Ingrid, again. I appreciate you. No, thank you. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices Amplified.